as no doubt everyone knows, if, unless you've lived under rock, there's some some disagreements happening between the the rail unions and the the government and the employers, the the, the, the companies themselves, um, around pay conditions. Com- commuter habits have changed. Lockdowns had an impact in terms of. Uh, the the amount of rail requirement there is. So there's uh, contracts are being reduced, etc. And the, the industry and the union bodies around that industry are, are concerned and are, uh, want better terms. Um, essentially, sounds like a classic dispute, right, in a contract management sense. Um, what's your view of the situation? Um, what would you recommend if you put it in a not to get too to as you mentioned earlier politically aware um, but how would you deal with that if you was inside one of those organisations in the roles that you've done in the past what, what would you approach with so I think there's a there's a couple of principles to start with you know everybody deserves to earn you know a, a minimum standard everybody deserves to be treated well and fairly everybody deserves to turn up to work and enjoy their job right that's that's just a basic need in life um but at the same time, we know the job that we're coming in to do. We know that things will change ultimately. We can't control what's going on around us and COVID and the rest has had an impact. Businesses have to change. Businesses have to move on. And, you know, it, it's a challenging situation for everybody. But right here, right now, over the last few weeks, so many people across the whole population have been impacted in one way or another as a result of it. And I don't think that you should ever really bring a dispute to the point that it interrupts society as a whole. That's not what it's about. I think that we do need to find a way to be able to bring the right people to the table to have the grown-up conversations without necessarily having the walkouts and the strikes and the disruption that it causes elsewhere. Um, I've been called a marriage guidance counsellor a number of times in my career. It's about trying to find those those right lines, and sometimes sometimes that is tricky, and sometimes it will take some time. But try and do it without having the impact. It's interesting. I, I've got a lot of my extended family are ex um, either London Underground, Rail. Some of them are still in it and still working today. And it's uh, I, I spent most of my career private sector, so financial institutions. Um, and I went through from investment bank to wealth management to retail management organizations that had no union to retail management that had a union and uh, and applying the parallels that I learned there into sort of this, this rail situation is that the unions I think where there's one established there's no better mechanism for the negotiation that they're trying to achieve on behalf of the workers to, to the point you make right in terms of they want to be happy or they deserve to be happy they deserve to be paid right they deserve to be clear in contractual terms uh, aligned and and delivered on and not and not broken in terms of those rule sets but there's also a complication with the union that you get a detractor from the noise the, the chance of disputes and strikes etc and then that impact on Joe Public that you never really see in the private sector and I don't know whether that's because there's competition in that if you mistreat your employees in the private sector they just go to the next employer and it's a it's a game of they can outdo each other from benefits pay offer so you don't ever have this problem because otherwise you lose your employees right and they just go somewhere else um have you got any thoughts on that in terms of what's what's the what's the better mechanism than a union structure per se and how would you how would you end up with a, a decent outcome rather than this loggerhead situation like in the, in the roles that you've done the, I assume there never is a point of which you've got that you turn 
there's a threat maybe of turning service off, mm-hmm. but never in my career has service gone down. There's an honour to contract. There's an honour to, 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 to continue to provide the service. How in your career have you avoided that getting to this state it is at the moment? As I said earlier, it, it's a lot about the relationship and understanding what the other party is looking to achieve. And sometimes I think you've just got to take a step back from your own perspective in you know the world. And I think the unions are you know a great representation of the community as a whole. And yes, you know maybe due to the private sector kind of nature of it, those employees don't have somewhere else to go, and they've got to kind of continue fighting that uh, that that battle internally. Um, but yeah, there's, there's other ways, right? Call on kind of society as a whole to to give you some support. We've got so many social media outlets these days that actually, you know, you can uh, you can draw on, uh, I guess, society's perspective of the problem, bring it to life through other mechanisms without the need of putting a strike and you know standing on the uh, on the picket lines. That's that for me is is just that extreme step that you should be looking to try and kind of mitigate the situation and prevent that from happening rather than sometimes it feels like that's the plan you know that that's the outcome that the unions want to achieve is to get their names back out there again by having another strike and aren't we doing a great job and we'll hold everybody to ransom in doing so maybe that's a bit extreme it's it's tough to look at it because you you have that basis of with the media, right? You only see the part because you're not in it day to day. You only see the part that the media exposes to you, or the or the or the news tells you about. And it's a it's an uninformed position that both of us sitting here are speculating with only probably ten percent of the facts yep. um, as to how we would change it. So I know it's always difficult from that perspective. If you're not in the camp and you see all the the challenges of it, but that's what I said earlier. From from my career, it's always been keep the service on. Let's work out what our differences are and agree the differences and always get to a negotiated position and first and foremost like like you said was get around the table mm. actually meet all the parties that are uh, and I keep hearing in the news that that's what seems to be some of the problem is is just getting all the parties around the table to have a frank discussion yeah. and an open discussion about it um, in, in the business context so in terms of disagreements I've always had the best outcome where both supplier and, and buyer have been incredibly transparent. So they've been transparent down to the point of, this is what it costs us, this is the margin we're putting on it, this is the operation, this is the value you're deriving from it. And rather than having, early in my career, a guy that I worked for, I learned a lot of, one of the things I always remember is making sure with suppliers they were getting that they can afford to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So not just trying to always screw them down to the, the <clears throat> best price per unit. It's negotiating a good price per unit, but saying, can you sustainably deliver that over the life of the contract for that amount of money? Mm-hmm. Or are you just doing this for the brand? Because I need you to deliver mm-hmm. the product eventually. Back to our earlier point, you negotiate the deal, and then someone's got to deliver that deal yeah. for that future value. And that always stayed with me that he, he used to check that the supplier was good for that, for the life of the contract. Like, it's hard to do, like why it's this relationship stuff. Why it's to the eyes looking at each other and going, can you do it for that money? Are you, are you earning a profit off of it? Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it comes down to trust. You know, and, and trust, I'm a trusting person. You know, my default is to trust. Um, you know, other pe- people take a completely opposite view to that. But I think by starting from a position of trust, 
it allows us to accept that what I'm being told can be done. Now, I'll do my due diligence and I'll check out that to help build up that trust. But if you're starting that negotiation from a point of no trust, it becomes really difficult from the start. Um, now, your trust can then be backed up through your contracts and you know, you're know che- checking your, you know, your performance to contract and all the rest of it. But, um, but yeah, you've got to start from at least trying to understand somebody's perspective. If you can understand, and hopefully you'll kind of at least empathize <laughs> in some way, then you can build on that trust. You know, over time, then you can uh, you can experience what that trust really means, and um, yeah, keep checking back. You know, it's not a one-time thing. Much like we talk about, kind of contracts being signed and put in a drawer and never kind of come back at, see the light of day again. You've got to be able to keep that living and breathing. You know, having those face to face. All of the uh, the you know Zoom Teams, all the rest of it. They all they all add to it. But there is something about that in-person kind of exposure that just brings it to life and t- allows you to do that next thing that you hadn't really been able to just kind of pinpoint doing remotely. Tech's not quite cracked it as it is. You can get the, the 90 percentile done remotely now, but there is always that need for that final 10 percent on real serious situations and important situations you have to do that coming together yeah. we find it internally and externally with our business that there's just certain things you need to be in the same room like today right a podcast it's very hard to do a podcast and get the conversation flow going um, over zoom mm. wi-fi quality in and out recording etc to keep up with the latest brooklyn vendor assurance news subscribe here and follow us on linkedin and twitter Links in the description below.